Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Doc Lombardo, it's always great to talk to you. How was it that you took to each other so well? What what, what were you... Uh... Uh, what was that relationship like, or why did he re- have such an admiration for you? Is it the great Kerry got down there? Well, I, I like to think that he, he, whenever we'd be at the show, he'd say, "I saved his life." Well, it was it was mild. His hypertension was out of control, and he invited me to his show, and we went to the show, my wife and I, and then he invited us to his house, and and we would visit New Orleans every other years. In fact. Uh, I think you're aware of the relationship with Steve Scalise, the uh, representative uh, that was shot. Uh, his mom and dad were godparents to uh, my son, John. And we would visit uh, Scalise's and, and the Dominoes. And whenever he'd uh, perform in Atlantic City, Philadelphia, he'd always call up and have this. We would actually stay in his suite. He would always get a double-room suite. And... Uh, but just one of those things. He's pretty affable, uh, easygoing, jolly type uh, fellow. Hard not to get along with him. What are some of the memories that you share of being uh, with him at certain uh, locations and events? Well, he did receive the uh, Medal of uh, Freedom from uh, Clinton, and then that was replaced with the uh, medal when he lost uh, all his belongings in the flood by Bush. And we were fortunate enough to uh, be there for that. And uh, he and Jerry Lee Lewis, who's also a personal friend of mine, had invited us to uh, the initial installation of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1986. And we sat with uh, with Fats and Jerry Lee at his table, and that was uh, that was a good thrill for me for a young fellow who can't even carry a tune in a bucket, you know. Yeah, and there were a lot of uh, rock and roll dignitaries that stopped by to to talk to Fats when you were there, right? Oh yeah, it was it was kind of unique to see uh, John Bon Jovi, Bruce Springsteen, uh, oh the list is uh, Sting coming over to the table and asking for pictures and autographs of Fats and Jerry Lee. They were both at the table, and actually uh, along with them was uh, Sam Phillips, the legendary. Uh, uh, figure that discovered Elvis Presley, really. So that was the, probably the, the unique experience was the time that we spent with him personally, though. I mean, when he'd be in Atlantic City, we would uh, go to the boardwalk. He'd like to get, uh, you know, the uh, atmosphere of the boardwalk because he was kind of reclusive when he would perform. And when I'd be with him, uh, gave him an opportunity to get out and about. And we'd, uh, he'd buy taffy. He'd always buy taffy. In the early days, he would cook in his room, and the hotels would complain that he would leave all of the uh, utensils behind, so he had to give that up. He was really a gourmet cook. He had but a third-grade education, but uh, he could put lyrics together unbelievable. When you, when you think about uh, him as a musician, uh, what are some memories that you have of him during his 
his performances. I mean, what really struck you musically about him? He had a tremendous ear for music. I used to, he, he would uh, literally get on the uh, musicians if they weren't performing to his level. And I would say to him, Fats, the people here don't know if you have a right tune or not. And he'd say, look at me, and he'd say, would you go in the operating room and do half of an operation? You know, he was so strict about the phraseology and the musical notes. And he recorded in Louisiana, and a fellow Cosmo Matisse, who was a trained musician, said that Fats could listen to a word and, and hear the word and say, no, that word doesn't fit, or listen to a note. And Cosmo used to always say he had a trumpet sound. And, you know, and he, he said, that's not going to work. And he said, we put it out the way Fats did it, and he sold a million records with it. He, he was an accomplished musician despite never having formal training. He learned from... Uh, uh, Verrett was his brother-in-law, and he taught him the uh, basic chords on the piano. And the rest uh, was himself. We had a caller on before you got here who said that uh, you helped facilitate a visit by Fats Domino to a, a music club. I think he said it was 1969. Do you remember that? I helped him get to the musical? You helped, You brought Fats Domino to the region? Oh, yeah, 1969, yeah, yeah. He was at the uh, Colonel's Garter. <laughs> That's such a funny name. I laugh every time I hear it. The Colonel's yeah, Garter. Yeah, Colonel's Garden, yeah. What? And uh, he also performed at the uh, Wellwood Lounge. All the old favorites, The Doc, old favorite, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. All, the, all the places. Uh, what do you recall about those shows? Did you have to twist his arm for him to come here? Or was oh, no, 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 no. You know, we had a unique relationship. Whenever I'd be in his company, my wife and I, for example, if... If they offered him a glass of champagne, he'd always say, uh, I appreciate that, but ladies before gentlemen. And he'd hand the champagne to my wife. But he was always concerned about our well-being. Whenever we'd be at the show and they were interviewing him, he would always want to make sure that we were comfortable. They did uh, the 100 greats of rock and roll, and they happened to do the shoot in New Jersey. And I had given him a leisure outfit. Uh, for his birthday, and he was so happy that he was going to wear that outfit for the shoot. And I have the, uh, uh, what magazine was it in, uh, Hard, Rock, Hard Rock Cafe, or not the Hard Rock Cafe, well, oh, Rolling Stone, what am I thinking of? My mind is getting clouded, so this old age is not good. Anyway, they did a shoot, and I was with uh, Chubby Checker and his wife, who happened to be Miss Universe of 61, <laughs> Fats, myself, and my brother and my wife. And all he wanted to be sure was that we were comfortable. Uh, the gentleman that was taking the pictures was going on and on with the uh, Polaroid pictures. And Fats would say to him, Doc, are you okay? Yep. And uh, he was always accommodating. You know, he had just a way about him. But getting back to the Colonel's Garter, he came out and he... he now, this was only like about two years after I had met him. And he said, I want to introduce the doctor that saved my life. I wouldn't be here tonight. I have it on tape. Uh, and I jokingly said, well, it mustn't have been me, Pats, because I don't think I saved your life. But, uh, no, he, 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 in the later years, he couldn't travel. And uh, he would always tell me, you know, he'd been at my house 
that he wished he'd come back to Pittston, but uh, age and health uh, precluded that. When was the last time you saw him in person? Last I saw him in person was um, the last show he did, actually. He was performing at uh, the Gulf uh, Coast, and we had gone down uh, with my, my son Michael, my son Robbie, myself, my wife, and uh, my brother. And on the way to the uh, show, he became ill. And I was in, we had a high top van that we were riding in behind him. And he pulled over, and his nephew was driving him, and he asked if I would accompany him in the car. And we got to the show, and he actually collapsed in my, in my hands. I went to get him, and he had dehydrated himself. And that was the last show that he did uh, uh, on record. He made guest appearances. But uh, and that was in uh, 2000, and I think it was before Katrina, 2004. And then I did see him. Uh, we went every year until my wife's illness, until 2009, and that would have been the last year. In fact, uh, I had the pleasure of having Steve Scalise, myself, his wife, went over to Fats' house and spent a couple hours with him. So it would have been 2009. What a, a, a terrible personal loss for you, Doc. And, yeah, it is. Uh, and, for, and for the world at large, too, because he was such a towering musical figure, but also a nice man. Yeah, he, he was genuinely a good person in a uh, business that's not always good. I think I showed you the picture he sent to me of uh, Stevie Wonder and himself at his house. That was uh, April, May, June of this year. And then he uh, called me on Father's Day to wish me Happy Father's Day. And then I spoke to him on, actually, July 17th. I looked on my phone. was the last we spoke. Yeah, and you told me, I think, when we were together a couple of weeks ago, that his health was a, a little bit frail at this point, right? Yeah, his, the last time we, we spoke, uh, uh, you could see that he, he didn't have the, you know, he'd get on the phone. He'd stay on the phone uh, half hour, 45 minutes. And it was just, uh, how you doing, Doc? You know, uh, uh, call me anytime. He used to always tell me that. Call me anytime, you know. But uh, I think he had had a stroke. The daughter did not tell me that. But I could read between the lines. Doc Lombardi, yeah, thanks for uh, for sharing these memories of uh, Fats Domino that you have from um, your personal recollection. It's it's quite the friendship you developed over the years. Yeah, well, it was through him that I wound up uh, meeting a number of other artists, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, on down the line, Orbison. And it was really through Fats because he was so legendary in his time that uh, uh, even Presley, Elvis Presley, when he would perform in Vegas and Fats was there, he would always go in disguise to the show. And he'd wear a, a toupee and a mustache. And after he did Blueberry Hill, he would leave, and Fats would give him enough time to get out. And he said the group that just left was Elvis Presley. He yeah. never missed a show of uh, Fats's when they were in uh, Vegas. Doc Lombardo, thanks again. I appreciate it, and um, it's always great to talk to you. So thank you. And the next time I'm going to request Blueberry Hill, not the Lady in Red. Okay, very good, Doc. You're, you're, thanks for you're, the time. You're improving. Thank you very <laughs> much. That's uh, Dr. Joseph Lombardo of, of Pittston, who was personal friends with Fats Domino for many years, and uh, I met him a couple weeks ago. We were, it's funny, we were just talking about that friendship.
together. And uh, I didn't know about it before a couple weeks ago. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.